Hey there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. This is going to be a quick one because I've already been through this deck. Uh, but this is a Worlds Collide deck with uh, that I opened playing Blind Sealed with my daughter Allie. It's called Silvar, Console of the High Strung Villa. It has Saurian, Untamed, and Dees. And the first card we're going to see is Legacy. And it's a pretty cool one. It's Arise. Uh, so it's a Legacy Arise. And I'll tell you... I would have loved to see some Infernuses with this Legacy Rise, and I don't get any. Uh, but I still think there's some pretty cool stuff in here. So, I was able to make it work in the in the one game I played with it so far, um, but in kind of an odd way. Uh, so yeah, well, let's get through it. So, so we have a Rise, then we have a Buzzle, a Dendrix, so, uh, so <laughs> I should actually explain the cards. Arise, uh, when you play it, you choose a house, you return each creature of that house from your discard pile to your hand, and you gain a chain. It's nicest if you can use it for these cards. Uh, the these cards in here are not as high impact as some of the ones you'll see in Coda, so not uh, it's not as good as it is in Coda in that sense, but <clears throat> at least it's not as good as it is when you're pulling like a Restringentus and two Emberams and a Charette. Uh, but we have... Uh, we have some stuff, and then I think theoretically it might work to pull up cards from one of the other two houses, but I uh, haven't done that yet. Okay, so Buzzle is a three-power beast with Skirmish that has Play Fight. You may purge one of Buzzle's neighbors if you do Ready Buzzle. That's fine. We have Dendrix, which is a five-power demon that after it fights has your opponent discard a random card from their hand. Harbinger of Doom is a two-power demon with three armor and destroyed destroy each creature. So this is your board wipe in here. Uh, we have two ways to pop this on the turn that it's played, so that's nice. Imp Spectre is a two-power imp with destroyed purge a random card from your opponent's hand. This is fine. Uh, I, I like Dust Imp better because I'd rather have two amber, but uh, sometimes you get really lucky and you're really glad you purged a card. Bornet's Touch is great. <clears throat> it's an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you reveal the top five cards of a player's deck, probably your opponent's, and you per you pick a card from that from those five to purge, and then you shuffle the rest back in. So that's nice. Obsidian Forge is one of our ways to destroy the Harbinger on the turn it's played. Obsidian Forge is an, Forge is an artifact with a bonus amber. Uh, it exhausts to sacrifice any number of friendly creatures. Then you may forge a key at plus six current cost, reduced by one for each creature sacrificed this way. If you do, destroy Obsidian Forge. So, for one thing, if you're forging your third key this way, that's a great way to close out the game. So, uh, this can be good that way, although, of course, you're forging for 12, essentially, yeah, 12 minus however many creatures you destroy. Um, but... It also works to kill a Harbinger. If you So you can play the Harbinger and then on the same turn action the Obsidian Forge to sacrifice the Harbinger. Now, uh, then you choose not to forge a key um, and you, you don't end up even destroying the Obsidian Forge. So uh, so you keep the Obsidian Forge, but you board wiped. So that's, that's one way to do it. Poltergeist is an action with a bonus amber that says use an artifact controlled by any player as if it were yours. Destroy that artifact. That's nice. And then Skullian is our second way of killing the Harbinger. Skullian is a seven power demon with two armor. After you play it, you sacrifice a friendly creature. So obviously the Skullian itself will end up dead, but if you are really desperate for a board wipe, this will give it to you.
Uh, now, the way I ended up using the Arise in the game I played is that I Arised the... My, my opponent was ahead on creatures. I Arised the Harbinger, played it, and then used the Obsidian Forge to kill it uh, and wiped the board that way. So that didn't feel like a great use of Arise, but it was important in that moment, I felt. Uh, two Soul Keepers, that's an upgrade with a bonus amber that gives the creature destroyed, destroy the most powerful enemy creature. That's very nice. Uh, there's a weird synergy I realized, didn't end up using, but realized, um, that I'll point out to you later, but uh, there's a, an interesting synergy here. Uh, and then uh, with one of the other cards in the deck. And then we have Creeping Oblivion, which is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you purge up to two cards from a discard pile. Alright, now uh, we're going to go through Saurian. <clears throat> so we have Imperium, it's an action with a bonus amber. Play it Ward 2 Friendly Creatures, that's nice. Uh, importantly, Warded Creatures don't count toward the total for Obsidian Forge because uh, Ward replaces Destruction. So if, if a creature popped its Ward instead of being sacrificed, instead of being destroyed, then it was not sacrificed, and so it doesn't count towards the you know, reduced by one for each creature sacrificed this way. A creature that was warded was not sacrificed, so it doesn't count. Alright, so Imperium wards two creatures. Odoak, the Patrician, is a five-power dinosaur politician with play capture one, and while it has amber on it, your opponent, uh, uh, your amber cannot be stolen. Phalanx Strike, action with the bonus amber, choose a creature, deal one to it for each friendly creature. You may exalt a friendly creature to repeat the preceding effect. So, nice board control there. Uh, really nice spot removal. I like it. Red or Gallum is a three-power dinosaur philosopher. With play, your opponent's keys cost plus three during their next turn. And Reap, you may exalt Red or Gallum. If you do, your opponent's keys cost plus three during their next turn. So, uh, yeah, really nice, really nice effect there. The exalt is typically worth it because you're costing them three more and you're giving them one maybe if the Gallum dies. So it's usually worth it if they're actually going to forge on their next turn anyway. Uh, if you're doing it to prevent, sometimes it's a little more iffy. Alright. And you know, I've always thought this was a two-headed creature, but now that I'm looking at it, I think it's one-headed, that's its tail, and it's like smacking something with the tail, but I don't know... That's weird. I don't, I'm not totally confident what's going on there. Huh. If you know, tell me. Alright, we have two Senator Shrixes. Senator Shrix is a four-powered dinosaur politician with an amber. You may spend amber on it as if it were in your pool, and as play reap, you can exalt it. Um, this is what I mean by, like, these are good creatures to arise. So, theoretically, you know, if you're late in the deck and all your dinos are gone, arising for them and then playing on them on the next turn would be a great turn. Um, Phalanx Strike is really nice with the Shricks because you can exalt the Shricks to do more damage and then hopefully spend off of it. And you're actually getting yourself a key rather than giving your opponent an Amber. Ancient Power is an action with a bonus Amber. When you play it, you ward each friendly creature with Amber on it. Theoretically, that's you know three of these on play. So uh, that could be really nice. City-state interest is an action that says each friendly creature captures one. This, with ancient power, is excellent. You 
capture and then ancient power. If you get it in the right order, it's fantastic. Unfortunately, this deck doesn't have any archives, so we are very dependent on what order we draw things in and just have to live with it. Gargantodon is a 16 power beast that enters play stunned. It only deals 4 damage when fighting, that's whether it's attacking or defending. And each amber that would be stolen by anybody is captured by a creature controlled by the active player instead. This uh, deck doesn't steal anything, so this does nothing but help you. Uh, there was a recent question about the interaction between Odawak and Gargantodon. And, uh, oh no, it was between Discombobulator and Gargantodon. Odawak says uh, your amber cannot be stolen, so... Um, So I believe Gargantodon, it, that, it's just, just not stolen. Gargantodon isn't relevant. Um, I think cannot just wins, but, you know, ask your judge. Paraguardian is a six-powered dinosaur soldier with an armor. Has reap, you may exalt it if you do ward each of its neighbors. That's very nice. Uh, and then lastly, we have Philophosaurus. Oh, not lastly, because we have a Pterodactyl coming. But we have Philophosaurus. It's a four-power dinosaur philosopher. This does give us some archives, potentially. Uh, when it reaps, you may look at the top three cards of your deck. You archive one, add one to your hand, and discard one. This is a great, great effect. It's also four-power without elusive, so the chances of surviving are not great, considering how good the effect is. Now, in this deck, there's no way to do it twice in one turn. So, um... You know, so it's less powerful and therefore maybe less of a critical target, but uh, yeah, your mileage may vary. So it's great if it can fire off, but good luck. Um, and then yeah, Pterodactyl is a 12 power beast that enters play stunned. It only deals 4 when fighting, but before fight it deals 4 to each neighbor of the creature it's fighting. So uh, that's really that can be really effective board control once it's working, which takes a little while. All right, uh, yeah, okay, lastly, oh, and you know what? I was wrong about the thing I said about Soul Keeper and Synergy. Well, I still realized the Synergy, but it wasn't in this deck. It was in, uh, it was in Ali's deck. Uh, Soul Keeper plus Reassembling Automaton is really interesting because if it's on your turn and you do something that would destroy your Automaton, you can choose to trigger the Soul Keeper effect first, then trigger the replacement effect on the resembling automaton afterwards, so you get to destroy your opponent's most powerful creature. Um, and the the reassembling automaton ends up not dead, and of course the artifact is still or the upgrade is still on it. So you can do that turn after turn if if you want, which is pretty crazy. So interesting potential there. All right, let's look at the untamed. We have one deepwood druid. I don't love this. It's a three power elf witch with deploy and play reap fully heal a neighboring creature. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't love it. And we don't have a lot in here that just wants to fight, fight, fight. The Dendrix, maybe. Um, but I don't foresee getting a ton of value out of this. Harmonia. We have two of these. It's a two power human witch with elusive. After you play a creature, if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures, gain an amber. That includes the Harmonia so itself. Um, so pretty good if you have this when uh, your opponent is ahead on board. You can just use it to burst a lot of amber, especially if you drop both. Molfin is a 3 power beast with hazardous 3, and then it says after amber is stolen from you, you deal 1 damage to each enemy creature for each amber stolen. So a little more steel hate there. Mustak Mermook is a 4 power beast. 
when you play it, you deal four damage to a creature, and it makes each player's keys cost plus one. Importantly, there must be there needs to be another creature on the board when you play this, or it'll just kill itself. Song of the Wild isn't going to trigger a lot, but when it does, it's cool. It's an action that says for the remainder of the turn, each friendly creature gains reap, gain one amber. Um, so that's cool if you can do it, but um, I wouldn't bank on it. We do have a lot of creatures in here, though, in Untamed, so, um, you know, it, it could fire. Unnatural Selection is an action with a bonus amber. You choose three friendly creatures and three enemy creatures and destroy everything else, all the other creatures. Unsuspecting Prey is an action that deals two damage to up to three undamaged creatures. No bonus amber on it, which is a bummer. Grasping Vines is an action with a bonus amber, and you return up to three artifacts to their owner's hands. Really nice artifact control. And we have the Poltergeist too, so, amber, so artifact control in two houses, that's really nice. Uh, Lodon is nice with so many creatures, um, because if we get this late and our creatures have been killed, then we get the bonus amber, and then if there are three or more untamed creatures in your discard pile, you gain two amber. Shuffle each untamed creature from your discard pile into your deck. So really nice there. If you get it on the same turn as uh, as an unnatural selection, you can potentially, you know, orchestrate things so that you have three untamed creatures in your discard pile and can pull that off. And then you get to redraw them. Um, Panpakajaga is a three power beast with skirmish. Creatures to the left of it in the battle line gain skirmish. That's really nice if you can keep it out. And then Roxador is a four power beast with skirmish. It only deals two damage when fighting, but after it fights, you stun the attacked creature. So yeah, this was this was pretty interesting. It has decent amber generation potential. It can turn board control into cheap forging with the Shrixes. Um, and it has some purge and stuff um, and, and interesting things. And yeah, I'm excited about seeing more how the Legacy Rise works out because that's kind of a fun little uh, fun little tool to have. So that was Silvar, Consul of the High Strung Villa. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it and that you will get out there and forge some keys.